ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. The Drive with Paul Swan. Welcome in. It's the Friday, May 18th edition. Your drive starts now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. And here in a few minutes, we're going to welcome to the program. He's in the green room right now. Ted Wilson from the Marcelo Latterman Memorial Scholarship Fund. He's going to get us updated on everything that's going on. And we'll talk a little bit about the fund itself when we bring him on here in a few minutes. Plus, we'll get your phone calls later on, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Those are the numbers to be a part of today's program. i got a lot of things to get into today. I'm going to try to get to everything. But I think top of the list for me is going to be one, how you can be a disgraced administrator and still walk away with $7.2 million and lifetime tickets in a settlement that Louisville basically just said, here, here's cash, here's tickets, go away. But he's not going away. Tom Jurich, he's walking away pretty. So we're going to talk about that later on. Also, I've got a great story about FAU. This is a report that they have falsely reported their Title IX numbers. They counted dozens of non-existent athletes at FAU. Now, I I don't think this is a Lane Kiffin issue, but it's going to be interesting, to say the least, how the NCAA responds to that, if true. Yesterday, Marshall Baseball fell to Southern Miss. 10-2, 10-2, they had another game today, and they lost that one 7-4. Thundering Herd's going to wrap up the season with Southern Miss and then try to rebound and get back into uh, postseason consideration next season. It's been a rough year for Marshall Baseball. So that's where we're at, and as we uh, said a minute ago, we're going to talk a little bit in a few minutes about the Marcelo Waterman auction. That's going on now at our website. All you have to do is go to wrvc.com and you click on the link there. We've got several items and right now the item I want you all to bid on the most is that Wilson golf bag because it's sitting at $20 and I know who bid on that. And this thing's valued at $300. It's at $20. And we want to make the guy who bid on it work for it. So bid on that one right now. Jack that up a little bit. Somebody's walking away with some really great deals. Ted's going to tell us more about that. So that's what we've got coming up. I'll tell you what, so we can have more time with Ted. We're going to take our first break now. We'll come back. We'll get Ted on, get him all set up and ready to go. We'll talk about this uh, golf outing that's coming up later this season. We'll talk about, of course, this auction and everything that the uh, Latterman Scholarship does for Marshall University, and that's when we come back from break here on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. It's a Friday, May 18th. That means you've got a week to get your bids in for the Marcelo Waterman auction that's going on right now just for the scholarship fund that's been set up in the name of Marcelo Waterman, who was on the 1970 plane crash. He was a victim of that horrific event, and his family has set up this uh, scholarship fund 
to try to honor his name and his life and his legacy and give something back to Marshall. And the caretaker of everything here in Huntington as far as the golf tournament, the auction, and uh, all things uh, in between, one Ted Wilson joins us on the program now to talk a little bit more about this. And uh, you're like the face of this thing just about since you are the, the guy who's on the ground all the time making sure that the word gets out about this or the golf outing is put together. And you're retired, Ted. This is the worst retirement ever, just <laughs> just about. You and Woody Woodrum had the worst retirements ever. Well, you know, retirement is a great thing. And then to be able to be involved with this, it, it really is a good thing. And, and when you get to know the family and, you know, what they went through and how long it took them uh, to come back into the Marshall family, uh, I'm pleased and I'm honored to be a part of it and and the things you're saying about this and the scholarship. Matter of fact, there are two scholarships that we have. They're both endowed, one through the foundation for an academic scholarship and one through the Big Green for an athletic scholarship. Like I say, they are both endowed. And to the best of our knowledge, the Latterman family is the only family from the crash to have two. A lot have either an academic or an athletic, but... I am not aware of anybody that has both of them. Now, both are endowed, and you're still raising funds. So explain to me the process of why this continues, why it's important to participate if you're someone who wants to help out. Explain that to me a little bit. Well, as the endowment grows, then the foundation and the Big Green, the amount of the scholarship that they can award grows. It's just not like, you know, we've got this money and we're going to use it. Every year when we build on this thing and move it forward, then the recipients can gain more as we push it forward. And we have numbers that we want to reach, and hopefully someday we're going to get there. So it's not a situation where, okay, it's endowed. Thanks. Congratulations. We appreciate everyone's help. It needs uh, additional funds every year to grow it further, push it further. And that's really just to solidify it and be able to help more. Exactly. We want that thing to reach a point here and in the future where where this does come to an end, there's going to be enough money in there to continue to endow a full scholarship for someone. Ted Wilson's our guest. Um, once you're done with this, you're going to do the broadcasting scholarship for me. I've always wanted to do, right? We'll talk about it. Okay. Yeah, I'm on board. You on board? I'm on board. Yeah, I'm. I, I'm actually. Not, I'm not joking. I do want to do a broadcasting scholarship, but that's. Uh, we'll talk. Okay. We'll talk in the future about that. I'll put you in charge of the golf tournament on that one. All right. Um, if you can get it done, man, you, <laughs> wow, that would be amazing. So the auction, of course, is just uh, one part of everything. You've got the golf outing, and, of course, people can contribute all year round. But the auction sort of one of the fun things we get to do in relation to the scholarship fund. There are a lot of items that are on here, and you hustle every year to try to do this and make it something that somebody will want. And this isn't just the only auction. There's going to be further auctions. Right, the there'll line. be another one in August. So right now we've got four pretty nice items, and we're kidding about the bag, the Wilson bag, only because uh, right now it's sitting at $20. And you know how auctions work. People are going to wait towards the last minute. They're going to 
kind of try to game this, see if they can get the last bid in. But right. We're joking about that first bid on that auction because we know who it is. It's uh, one of our coworkers here. Right. And um, we want him to get it. I'm just going to say that right now. As a, he's a friend of mine. I want him to get this, but I want him to work for it. And it's going to benefit you, Ted. Yeah. yeah that, we're, that's we're the goal here. From, yeah, this Wilson golf bag is is a tour bag. It's like you see the pros carry. This is just not a guy a bag for somebody to play on the weekend. You know, the carry bags that they have. This is a full-size tour bag, red and white in Wilson Staff's colors. And embroidered in the bag is our logo for the outing that we have, which is the helmet with the 75 on it and a football and, and Marshall. Um, I think it's an outstanding-looking, gorgeous bag. On the website right now is the Wilson Staff logo, and I've been informed that if you click on that, then the picture of the bag will appear so that you can see the bag and you can see what you're bidding on. But uh, it's a fantastic golf bag, and if somebody's looking for one or you're looking to get a fantastic gift for someone, go out there and look at this thing and, and, and put a bid in. And uh, like I say, let's just make somebody work for it because it's, it's a fantastic-looking bag. You can also go to WRBC.com to get started on that. Now, there are three pretty fun items here. Um, two of them are great ways to maybe treat some friends, some right. family. I, I'm saving those for last. I want to uh, hit the letter we've got. Okay. Next. Uh, second item we've got, and this thing is all framed up. All of the work was done by Stadium Frame, uh, my buddy up there, Mike. But it's a copy of the letter that Richard Nixon sent to Jack Lingle uh, before the first game in the 1971 season. Uh, a gentleman named Bob Compton, who was part of the team, uh, provided us with this. There are uh, actually four, four items that are contained in this one frame. And this is like the golf bag. If you p click on the picture that's there now, then it will bring this up, and you can see the framed item that is out there. Uh, but this is a unique thing that you can hang on a wall uh, in, in a family room or in an office. Uh, but it is a piece of history. It's a piece of martial history. Like I say, it is a copy. It's not the original but it is a piece of martial history showing how this thing affected not only the university, but the entire company, country. As a side note, uh, where's the original? Do you know? Just kind of curious. Uh, I, no, I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm going to assume that Jack Lingle has it, Still but has I it. don't know that. Yeah, I was kind of curious just because it is um, – anytime you get any correspondence from a sitting president, it's uh, it's something to, to keep. It's, yes. It's important. and with a, uh, an important letter like that. So um, that's something that really is uh, framed up nice. Oh, it is. It would be um, be a great keepsake. It, and I don't think that's the right word, keepsake. It's it's something to to remember. Yeah, it's a yeah. piece of history. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a keepsake to remember. I think that's fair to say. I agree. Now, we've got a couple of trips. First of all, one's not that far away, depending on where you're at. Okay, let's talk about that one. Let's talk about that. I've hung out in the uh, <laughs> suites at the uh, at the ballpark, Appalachian Power Park. Right. It's a fun time. Went to a baseball game not that long ago, hung out in the box, and it's a fun time. And now 
we've got an opportunity for you to take a, a bunch of your best friends, maybe take a, a, an outing of a kids, Little League team, who knows, and you get an opportunity to do that. Right. We have a certificate from West Virginia Power Baseball for a suite that holds 16 people. Um, you get the certificate, you call them and make arrangements for the night that you want to go. To me, this would be an outstanding opportunity for a Little League team here or within the sound of our voice. To get this, you take your team and uh, just enjoy a night of baseball. Another thing would be, you know, a company outing. If uh, you've got some employees that you want to have an evening out with, you know, a company trip to a power baseball game. And in a conjunction with this certificate, uh, maybe if there's a pirate fan out there listening to what we're talking about, they sent us a baseball. And if you go back to the 70s when the Pirates were really good, Omar Moreno was like their leadoff hitter. We have a baseball signed by Omar Moreno with a certificate of authenticity that will also go to whoever the successful bidder is on this. But like I say, a Little League team or a company outing, this would be a perfect thing to get together and go have an evening of sports and fun. Right now, the current high bid as of uh, this broadcast is $25. It's a $500 value. It's a steal right now at $25. It'll be a steal at whatever you get. So we're looking forward to seeing that go up. And then finally, I'm going to let you explain this. This is like your pride and joy, this uh, this golf outing you've put together. This is, uh, this is your baby. I'm surprised you're not bidding on this. Well, who knows before it's over with, but I try to stay a part of this. We have a golf package for Myrtle Beach. Um, we have some former uh, Marshall alumni down there that helped us with this, but what we have is we have four golf courses down in Myrtle Beach that have uh, given us four rounds of golf with a cart. It's Beachwood Golf Course, uh, Eagle's Nest, Azalea Sands, and Diamondback. Um, like I say, they, they just jumped on board when they were asked and said, sure, we'll do this. Uh, Beachwood was the focal point of this because the head pro there played golf at Marshall in the 80s, got him Kevin Lawson, and uh, he helped greatly with this, and so we've got it. And then thanks to Kindred here, we have the Sands Resort. Uh, we have a coupon for your first three-night stay are being donated. It can be extended if you want to stay longer than that. But you've got three nights of free lodging to go with four rounds of free golf. And then we have a couple of meal cards that we're including in this. Uh, one of them is from Wild Wings Cafe, which is another Marshall guy, Walt Garnett, who played baseball here in the 60s. Uh, Walt's waiting room has a picture of the 70 team in it. And uh, he's just a big Marshall fan and, and a great guy. And all of these things have come together. And if you've got some buddies or even if your family plays golf, man, you can't beat this if you want to go down there and play golf. It's, it's there. And, and when you consider in the cost of a room there at the Sands Resort and you consider the average round of a uh, average cost of a round of golf, this is probably an $1,100, $1,200 package that we're offering out there because with the certificate for the rooms, there are also free admission for two 
to six of the attractions down there, the Ripley's things, the aquarium, and, and those things like that. So when you put it all in there, uh, this is probably the best package deal that we've offered in the six years that we've been doing this, this being the sixth year. And I'm hoping that people will go out there and look at this and get on this because it's just going to be anybody from Huntington, the area, that goes to Myrtle Beach, you know what I'm talking about. Get on this, please. $1,100 is the value. Conservative. I like how you put that in there. $25 is the bid. Now, again, auctions and eBay have taught us to wait till the last minute. I'm suggesting if you want it, get your bid in now, at least kind of get a baseline of what you want to do. Get it in there, and let's get this started. But, you know, that last day will be fun. We'll be watching oh, this yeah. thing as people – well, it'll start counting down, and people will start trying to get their last-minute bid in here. Yeah, and if you get four guys together, you know, each one of you are bidding a fourth of it. You know, you're going to split this thing up. So for a couple of hundred dollars a piece, you can get a great trip out of this thing. And, of course, you can go to our website, wrvc.com is where you need to go, and you can click on the link there, and it'll take you to where you need to go to bid. And uh, we're going to announce the winners next week. Right, next so, Friday. So we'll have uh, the results of this. And I'm looking forward to seeing um, how it goes. I love not when I'm on the losing end, but, you know, same thing with eBay. You know, if I'm bidding on something here, you know, I'm just uh, sitting there waiting. Okay, someone's outbid me. i got to bid real quick. Yeah. That's the fun of this. Yeah, my understanding is we're going to close it out at 4 o'clock next Friday. Yeah, we'll have all the results here on the show at 5. Now, the golf tournament, that thing's so popular, you just want to go ahead and pre-sell for next year because uh, you are already got most of everything you need for the golf tournament done now. Well, you're right. As far as, as players go, uh, we do have a waiting list of people that want in, and uh, that's a credit to not only why we're doing this but the way we do it. And But we do need sponsors. If there's anyone out there that would like to sponsor a hole or please get in touch with me if not you you know or if you just want more information about this I'll sit down and talk to anybody anytime any place I'll make my time your time and like I say we want to grow this every year we want to keep moving forward moving forward and we can't do it without the help of this community and the people who remember. Uh, I just uh, I sometimes fall short of the words uh, and the gratitude that we need to express to people who have supported us from day one. And usually when, we, when the thing is over, we have most of the teams come up to us before they ever leave the course and say, we want our spot next year. So... But we do have a waiting list, and every year there are two or three new teams that get in because somebody has to drop out. But if you would like more information, you know, you can contact Paul here at the station, and he'll, he'll be glad to give you my email, uh, give you my phone number, and I will be more than happy to sit down with you and, and talk about what we're doing and just give you the information face-to-face. You know, uh, 
again, for those <clears throat> listening on the podcast, as of our broadcast right now, the bag just went up to $40. Excellent. You see? Excellent. There you go. You didn't get that. You didn't get that action earlier this morning when you were over on our sister station. No, I didn't. You didn't get bids going up. It was a little. Early, it was a little early this morning, but yeah. we, we've reached somebody out there. Thank you. Yeah. See, there you go. What's the direct impact? Can you quantify what these scholarships have done? People who have been recipients of this—is that stuff that you're prepared to, you know, maybe you well, can quantify a little bit? The recipients of these, you know, those are decided by the two foundations. Right. We we have no input into that. Okay. So at this point in time, no, I, I don't know who's received them. I have in the past uh, at some of the dinners and things, I have met people, uh, you know, and had a meal with them that got it. But I know that it's strictly up to the two foundations as to who receives it. Okay. Who the athlete is and who the academic student is. The only reason I'm curious is just because I think that would be a great story to tell as well. As far as here are some of the people whose lives have been impacted because of this, who maybe wouldn't have had this opportunity if this didn't exist. Right. So there's your homework assignment. <laughs> I, I'll talk to the people to see if I can find something out for you. Yeah, I think that would be great. That'd be a great story to tell, just because it would put a little bit more of a face to these kids that are receiving this. We'll see what we can do. All right. See, I'm putting you on the spot there, Ted. I know. Yeah, you did. Okay. Bit, but that's okay. Um, golf tournament's going to be fantastic. Uh, always it, uh, always great gifts that go along with the golf tournament. Right. It's September 21st this year. That's the Friday before the North Carolina State game. Okay. And the auction um, for that direct tournament will be in August, but we're talking about this one now. Right. So you got the second one coming up. And I'm sure you've got something in and your hat, that's going to be pretty spectacular, right? Well, we're working on it right okay. now. We've got uh, some people who have supported us all along. Uh, but, you know, until I can actually confirm it with people, I'm not going to sit here and say, well, we've got A, B, and C. And okay. D. You know, we're still working on it. We're still uh, nailing it down, as they say, but we will have some things. Tim Wilson's our guest. He's um I guess the official title for you is a caretaker. I, I don't know. That that works fine. Yeah. You don't like really have a title. You just run the tournament. Take care of the That's tournament. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Well, yeah, like I say, I'm there, but we have a committee of 10 people, total right. of 10 people. And these people put a lot of time and a lot of effort into this. It. I don't want anybody to think that this is just me. There's a committee, uh, a group of people that put a lot of time into this and are committed to see that this thing succeeds and without them, it wouldn't happen. More information on the auction, just go to our website, wrvc.com. You can start bidding now. And uh, it's funny, we got that bag up to 40. I love it. I knew that that would be that would be something to make you happy, to get the bag up to 40. I've, anytime those things jump, I'm excited. I really am. Now, don't sit all day looking at this thing, okay? No, I don't sit all day, but uh, I check it several times a day. I'm sure you do. Uh, we're going to get you caught up on what's happening in sports. Uh, again, uh, Tim Wilson, if you need more information, just get a hold of me here at the station. We'll uh, pass his information along. Um, unless you want to give your phone number on the air, don't do that. Okay, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Let me vet that, okay? Okay. All right, we'll do that. Coming back, we've got what's happening in sports today. We'll tell you more about that when we continue here on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
Don't worry. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You know, it's not a good idea to falsify numbers to the government. You ever falsify your tax return? IRS will jump on you like ninjas. Shouldn't do that. And Florida Atlantic University apparently falsified some numbers according to a report that's coming out. This is from the Palm Beach Post. They have reported false numbers to the government exaggerating how many females played for their sports teams. No, that's not good. Title IX. Hello? You don't mess with Title IX. Now, this is just a year after the school ranked among the worst in the country. They had terrible female representation. So you see the numbers like, okay, they've really worked hard. They're trying to improve the representation here. Again, the reason why Title IX exists, so you can't just get fat off football. Put all your resources in football because you don't have opportunity for other student-athletes, including which at the time when Title IX was enacted, poor, poor representation. And this is supposed to help balance it. And I know there's critics of Title IX because it's sort of in some people's mind, takes away from from the male sports. And all honesty here, it um, it tries to balance it out because, well, you have such a crazy number with football. But Title IX is another day. Here's what the story is. Now, in 2006, women represented more than half of the, the enrollment at the school, but only 31% of their athletes, according to the report. Now, this percentage was the lowest of all of the schools at Division I level. At that time, 127. So what does FAU do? I'm thinking, okay, they're, they're going to work on this here. They had claimed a year later they had raced their gap. They have caught up. They have fixed this. They told the U.S. Department of Education in 2017 that 51% of their athletes were women. Okay, that's great. You've got your participation up. You are over 50%. So there's some balance here, right? No. Here's how they got to that number. 20 percentage point increase. They inflated the number to arrive at that percentage. They counted Dozens of women athletes who didn't exist. You, they just, they were ghosts. They were fake. I don't know, were they mannequins or something? I don't know. I don't know how you do that. But they reported that they had doubled the number of athletes on their women's track team from the previous year. Okay, I don't know how you're, you expect to get away with that. Somebody somewhere is counting, right? Apparently not at FAU. Counting is not not a requirement. Um, and here's their problem. They're reporting this, but if you look at their website, um, no, that wasn't that wasn't the case. Uh, two weren't matching up. I mean, come on, if you're if you're if you're if you're going going in on the lie, go all the way in. Just go all the way in. Cover your social media this thing. Website this thing. Go all the way in. 
they reported having 98 women participate in track, 98 track athletes. The roster had 43. Now, 43 is less than 98, right? Yes, for those of you who can't do math, yes. And the team photo, 38. 38 is less than 43 and way less than 98. Again, basic math here. If you're going all in, I don't Photoshop it in there. If you're going to go, I mean, if you're going to sell this lie, sell it. I mean, don't, don't you have some graphic arts kids that could just make this happen? Come on. So the 98 women that FAU said they had occupied a whopping 222 roster spots, according to this report, on their cross-country, indoor track, and outdoor track teams. That's more than any women's track program among the elite of college athletics, the Division I schools. You think Marshall would, would love to have 222 roster spots in their, their, their cross-country team? Just Smalls would win a lot more. He just, just throw them out there. Just go run. Some of you have got to be fast. Just go. And here's how they, uh, here's how they did this. This number boosted what this report says, a key measure to determine whether schools are uh, complying with uh, sex-based discrimination laws. Um, I mean, it, it gave them, like, the advantage they were looking for. He, hey, we're, we're compliant, but you're not. And now you got caught up in this. Um, now, the Palm Beach Post has been point on this, following this story. And two weeks after they asked FAU about the discrepancy, the athletic department came back and said um, the reported number was incorrect. Clerical error, right? Clerical had, had to be a clerical error. Had to be. They said, uh, this is a Katrina McCormick. Uh, she's the athletic department spokeswoman for FAU. Said, we recognize the area. Let me re- redo that. We recognize the error, are reviewing the report in its entirety, and are working with the National Collegiate Athletic Association and Department of Education to ensure the proper corrections. Also, it just so happens, this is amazing, the person who was in charge of this, preparing and putting this report together, the person who obviously couldn't count, no longer with the school. Shocking, right? No longer there. Um, the report, however, cites that uh, Brian Battle as the reporting official and Battle remains employed at FAU as Senior Associate Athletic Director for Internal Operations. He was a promoted. He got promoted to the job about two months before the report was due, and he had a six-week stint as Interim Athletic Director shortly after the report submission. Now, A spokeswoman for FAU said another staff member filed the report on Battle's behalf, and he was unaware of any errors at the time. Now, I would check that, right? I don't know about you, but I'm checking people's work. Hey, did you get that report done? Yeah. Can I see it? 
Now, trust me, it's good. Really? He, because you could look at this and go, wait, wait a minute. We have how many roster spots in track? Call it the track. Is, is this right? Is this right? That's what I would have done. I would, if this was happening at Marshall and let's say this report came across Mike Hamrick's desk, I'm sure Mike would go, whoa, whoa, wait a minute here. This this isn't right. I'm, he called up Jeff. Call Coach Smalls. Hey, Je- Jeff, is this is this right? You get 222. I don't have scholarships for 222. What are you doing? <laughs> some some conversation like that would happen. And I can't believe that no one caught this until the newspaper went looking around. It just hap- just so happens that. After having a, a terrible report the following year, everything's so much better. Um, here's another thing. Here's another problem. There's another measure of whether a school is following the law and how it treats female athletes, and that's scholarship money. You just can't have, hey, we've got all these roster spots. Here you go. It's not just that. It's also scholarship money. And FAU and these reports, they boosted the number of women's athletes, and they didn't boost the amount of scholarship money awarded to female athletes. So there's the gap that violates. That's the gap that hits Title IX. It's not just, hey, okay, we've got all this. We've got these numbers. It's being able to participate and having equal representation, and having scholarships. So again, if this was uh, if this is a, a, a mere clerical error, um, okay, I get this, but it just seems like it's awful convenient. At the same time, the number that's going to catch you up here is okay. How much you got all these rosters, but how much are you putting in scholarships here? And the scholarship money. Uh, did match up. The reported gap between FAU's percentage of women's athletes and the percentage of athletic scholarship dollars um, was the widest, the gap, biggest gap among all the schools. Now, um, here's uh, what Nina uh, Chaudhry, she's the Associate General Counsel for the National Women's Law Center, said. She said in this report that that's a violation, pure and simple. Um, she pointed out FAU's in this report, female athletics history has gotten more than their fair share of scholarship money uh, until the erroneous statistics skewed the numbers last year. Uh, FAU reported giving women a higher percentage of athletic scholarship dollars than the percentage of athletes they represented. But even after subtracting the 55 women unaccounted for on FAU's report, the school's numbers indicate it disproportionately gave athletic scholarship dollars to men last year, which is a violation of federal law. So the numbers, you can you can you can look at that and go, okay, clerical error. Yeah, right. Clerical error. I don't believe it, but I'll I'll open the door for that possibility. And if you can you correct, you take the track numbers, you correct all this. No more than 46% of FAU's athletes in 2017 were women. And, again, Palm Beach Post, 
this is the kind of journalism I love at times because just finding this stuff. They calculated 36 cents of every scholarship dollar went to female athletes. 36 cents. I like football too, but you gotta you gotta figure out how to balance that a lot better. If you are you're gonna play big boy college athletes, or you're gonna play big girl college athletes. Here, be fair here. You're gonna play top level college athlete athletics. Here you go. You gotta do it right. And um, we've only been going at this for what decades now, trying to get this right. 70s. Yeah, trying to figure this out. Because, again, Title IX, this law was put into place. It prohibits sex-based discrimination in schools, and it has made sure that opportunities have been extended to female athletes. That's, that's, that's the crux of this. This is in place because things like this happen. And you're trying to be it's, – it's not you're trying to deny opportunities to, to male athletes. It's you're trying to make sure that there's an equal opportunity and equal representation because if left unchecked, these things happen by design or just by not paying attention. These things happen. So this isn't a rare instance because schools still mess this up. That's why Title IX is there, and that's why it's important to, to stay on top of this. I mean, you, you've got to work hard to make this thing happen. And the problem is everybody who loves college athletics point to football. Football, football, football. And, yes, for a lot of schools, football's paying the bills. That's fair. That is completely fair. So college athletic departments are trying to put more into football because they think they're going to get more back out of football. They're not getting money out of volleyball. They're not going to put everything. They're not going to put that much into volleyball because they're not going to get that much in return. And the argument's like, I can either put this money in football and get more money back, and then I can pay for volleyball, or I can put more in volleyball and – they can win championships, everything, and I might not get a return. That's the thinking right now. That's the problem here. So it's, um, it comes down to you're trying to make your football program relevant, your FAU, and you're not meeting your qualifications. And who suffers? Female athletes. Quick time out. We come back. We're going to wrap this one up. This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. To the drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Wrapping up today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Don't forget... You can go to our website, wrvc.com, start getting your bids in on the Marcelo Latterman Memorial Scholarship Fund auction that's taking place right now. 
We are going to do this all week next week. We'll wrap it up on Friday. We'll have all the winners. Some good stuff out there. Get your bids in now. And right now, the letter to one Jack Lingle from the president then of the country, Richard Nixon, has gone to uh, $100. Ted Wilson's in the studio just hanging out in our, our green room, which is actually just the other side of the studio. $100. So right now, you've got the letter up to 100 and you've got the Wilson bag up to 40 Yeah, see? So you went over on the on the Big Country Music Station show this morning. You didn't get any of that. No. Right here. Just pointing that out to you, Ted. Back on Monday, we'll do it all over again for our producer, Gabriel Sellers. I'm Paul Swan. This has been The Drive, ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. Station.